Germany's the worst. Germany's the worst. Germany's the worst. <laughs> we recorded this once and I messed it up and now we're recording it again. So, hey, Carl, guess what? Germany lost. Ha 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 ha. The first one was yeah, I, better, but whatever. I, I never got an answer from him on what his excuse is going to be when um, he loses to worst Korea. Because <laughs> they will. If they lost. Actually, Mexico's really not that bad. But. I mean, no. But, I mean, come on. The, Germany was supposed to win the whole thing. This was their year. Like, literally. Like, and it's so great. I'm so excited. It makes me happy for Carl to they be won, in pain. They won it four years ago. What the fuck do you mean this is their year? Yeah, but the, Germany is like <laughs> the Patriots of soccer. I mean... <laughs> I mean, as long as Spain doesn't make it out of, like, the group stage again, that's all I really care about is just Yeah, I watching. mean, France is great, too. You know, yeah, that all, that, that's really all I care about is, I, you know. I, I will be entirely honest. I watch soccer the way I watch, I pay attention to, like, stock prices, and in that I only get news about it when it's going on on NPR as I drive to work. So I know who's good and I know what's happening, but I have no idea what any of it means. And so, yeah, you start talking about group stage and I'm just like, "Uh uh-huh. Well, I know that Germany's the worst. (laughs) I I just want to see Ronaldo. Octopus picked Mexico. So that's what I was going for. All I know is that FIFA is the most corrupt organization (laughs) since the Genovese crime family left it in Italy. Many months has come and gone since I wandered from my home In those Oklahoma hills where I was born Many a page of life has turned, many a lesson I have learned Well, I feel like in those hills I still belong Way down yonder in the Indian nation Ride my pony on the reservation In those Oklahoma hills where I was born now we're down yonder in the Indian nation The cowboy's life is my occupation In those Oklahoma hills where I was born I'm Adam Burnett and we have Parker Nelson and Stephen Lastman on the show this week And this is Red Star Over Oklahoma We are a small political and news podcast broadcasting about left Oklahoma How you doing this week, boys? Doing well Doing, doing good Doing better now that Germany lost uh, Yeah, not here to defend himself so we can mock his country that he has fled the U.S. for relentlessly. Uh, so this week, uh, besides our uh, powerful uh, soccer coverage, uh, we're also going to be uh, talking about the uh, Supreme Court decision uh, regarding Ohio voter rights, the Time Warner AT&T merger, and a little bit about Best Korea. Um, additionally, um, Parker, why don't you tell us what the uh, Oklahoma news is for the week? Uh, we're going to be covering uh, our favorite thing, State Question 788, and why you should vote yes on it on uh, June 26th. Now, I heard that that was a liberal conspiracy to force people to grow marijuana through indentured servitude. Is that correct? That's 100% correct. Okay. Um, actually, <laughs> you, we... I'm not, I'm not going to make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Oh, finally, Carl's not on, and we can, we can oh. censor some of the jokes. <laughs> All right. um, Well, who's telling me about Korea? 
Well, it would appear that Trump's got a new best friend. Uh, he met with Kim Jong-un over denuclearizing the country as well as just opening up discussions. Um, I think the funniest things about these stories were a lot of the media's reaction. Team uh, face-off or team handshake? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I saw a lot of complaints on Twitter about people angry that the North Korean flag was the same size as our flag. Because, <laughs> you know, we got to assert our supremacy when negotiating diplomatically. Was it flown above or below the American flag? That's what's important. <laughs> they had them at the same levels, like we're supposed to be negotiating as equals. Oh, shit. On the same <laughs> pole? Okay. <laughs> That should be a, an international war crime. <laughs> um, but the funniest takes that I've been seeing is all of the liberals furious that we're having, that there's like a possibility of peace with North Korea just because Trump's the one doing it. <laughs> well, I kind of lo- love like, I, I, that's a, an interesting like thing for me because like, okay, number one, concrete shit that happened at this meeting. Okay, let's cover it. Let's go hard into the facts. <laughs> well, we could say they faced off or we can say they shook hands. They didn't really, uh, they, I mean, I mean, they agreed to uh, a, a plan for nuclear, um, uh, whatever, disarmament. Dis- yeah. yeah, but they... But they've agreed to a whole lot <laughs> that has uh, not happened. Every I mean. single one, the previous eight. I mean that's the number. It's so we've 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 done this eight times, and then somewhere in the eighties we realized every time they come to the table they just make crazy demands and march their troops around, and then they don't do what they said they were going to do at the table. And Trump's Carter kind of believe them. Yeah, look, they respected me. They respected me so much that they're agreeing. I mean, his strategy was infallible. It was. um, (laughs) It's all about attitude. You have to go in with attitude. (laughs) Okay. Well, let's not criticize the art of the deal because the man, if nothing else, is a master negotiator. So, just be careful how you talk about our president. Um. I think but, the best thing to come out of this is that Dennis Rodman is the greatest statesman of the 21st century. He cried. He cried <laughs> after it happened on, like, camera. It was so good. They should oh. take Henry Kissinger's Peace Prize and hand it over to Dennis Rodman. <laughs> Uh, but but so like I think but like uh, what we, what I was saying a second ago was uh, that like I think a part of this is is that at a certain point we realized negotiating with a nuclear despot is like like a one way game because there's nothing ever to be gained here like the, the only like it's just such a lose lose scenario in every sense and that like shaking his hand and talking to him only legitimizes him and like makes it more <laughs> difficult for like factions in his part factions within his state to rise up and do this through i mean and, you know you know marx teaches that it you know eventually revolution happens it's not a thing that like happens randomly it is a thing that is a response to other pressures and like making this guy look more official is not helpful to like the portions of North Korea that are attempting to free their fellow uh, compatriots. Well, not to mention like there's no way that this necessarily ends well for Kim Jong-un just like having the U S 
friendly to you doesn't mean that you're in any less precarious of a situation. Look Ask at Kuwait. And Libya. Yeah. Ask Libya. Right. Ask Libya. Ask, Ask Egypt. Any... <laughs> one, of the, one of the biggest things that was like pretty striking to me, at the very least that I've seen on social media, is um, just people kind of like downplaying the atrocities of the United States and like getting really offended that we associate at all with North Korea because of how horrible they are to their people and I'm just like I just constantly want to just link laundry lists of like garbage that like like the United States has done forever and ever and be like I I don't see how this sort of like disassociation is is in any way use i mean i i get the legitimizing part you know what i mean within the state of the world like that type of thing where i i i, I can see that as more I mean, of a legitimate been a country for 70 years most people right. most people living now were not alive at a time when there wasn't a north korea i don't i don't see them being any more legitimate than they already are currently no and, right, and, and, but, and, and yeah yeah but discrediting it on the fact that like uh they commit atrocious and uh, atrocities to their people it's like oh well we are pretty much the hallmark like the of that uh, domestically and abroad and uh, just Parker, like, being blind to that. The United States never interacts with countries that have committed atrocities against its own people. Okay? We don't do that. Ask Kuwait. That's, yeah. What about Saudi, Saudi Arabia? Yeah, the good um, guys. Yeah, okay, Ask Jordan. See how Israel's uh, doing. Yeah, we've, we've talked about this. The good guys team. Ye- Yemen. Israel. <laughs> Saudi Arabia. North Korea, Venezuela. We, we got I guess Russia now. Team. Yeah, Russia. <laughs> what are we going to do with all of these uh, all of these great countries? Yeah, we're it's the axis of good and we and if any of these countries used to be evil, we've converted them. <laughs> I like how they're mostly one syllable words and the axis of good. Yeah. <laughs> Most official sounding name. Oh my gosh. But I, I, I really think that that's like an interesting discussion point, Parker, because like I do like on one hand recognize that like, the, the you know, like the are we the baddies moment and the, like <laughs> maybe that it's like rationalizing it. it like, but I, 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 I always am impressed by the weakness of all human men in that eventually, I mean, you know, I mean, yes, the force is much superior, but. There are parts of North Korea that, like, it is detrimental when you're, like, the guy who is literally just making up that he's the ruler and telling everyone that he's in control and, like, is exerting, like, forces that are repressive to free thought and free speech. Like, there is a point when him standing next to the president of the United States is, like, a really powerful symbol and it's, like, frustrating to efforts by uh revolutionaries to say hey he's just a dude like we just need to go like stop working for him and get rid of him because i mean that is what happened in libya and uh, i mean the arab spring was essentially a version of that but i mean all revolutions are right and i don't mean to downplay it as like I, i an easy issue like to rectify you know what i'm saying in terms of like foreign policy wise right because on one hand you do have this like uh, essentially dictator in charge that decides whatever he wants in the entirety of the country Six and whether million or not people associated died from starvation <laughs> yeah yeah you yeah. know and 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 so what but i mean like tailor that to like uh united states like imperialistic hegemon you know what i mean whether or not we support that in just in the context of like trying to like you know be big stick regulate 
this in this one particular instance versus in you know other instances on on what what we give legitimacy to yeah. in order to like prevent particular atrocities or try to intervene in particular places. You know, I, I think it's a much more nuanced, complex issue, and people don't ever want to dive into that kind of shit. They only want to sit at surface level and be like, we shouldn't associate with him because bad man. Yeah, you yeah. Know? No, there's so, a d- there's a deeper level. There's more going on than just North Korea is good or North Korea is bad. You know, right. rattling our stick at North Korea versus being friends with North Korea aren't the only two options that we have. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, and I think I mean even to... even more than that, it, it is in a lot of ways detrimental to the North Korean people for us to go to war in that way. Like, I mean, yeah, Kim Jong Un will die, but like. I mean, that's an inevitability, you know, his his really loyal, diehard party. But the mass people who are going to, you know, be in the line of fire doing, you know, something like that are people who may not want to have a political affiliation or, you know, as are, are the, the favorite word of ours, workers like it. <laughs> It's not going, you know, the, the mass majority of that detriment in that situation blowing up doesn't blow up in the face of these few people who are, you know, deciding to pursue this bad thing. And so, yeah, painting it as us versus North Korea or us versus North Koreans isn't isn't the right job either. Right. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about the Fox News anchor calling Trump and Kim Jong-un both dictators? Wait, who did that? And did I, was, I missed something important. There was I a see. Fox News clip on uh, Fox and Friends of someone showing footage, and one of the Fox News reporters said, uh, and the two dictators met here to discuss trade relations or something like that. <laughs> Shit. They got, they yeah, got, I assume that anchor no longer has a job. Yeah, that's a Freudian slip if there ever was one. <laughs> no, no, they just got next week's copy. <laughs> They, they're releasing that they they spoiler alert they released the script <laughs> yeah yeah no, you can't do that fox news you got to say the loud part quiet the quiet part loud <laughs> uh well i that's the that's the whole hasn't been a dog whistle for a while it's been more of a bullhorn uh speaking of bullhorns uh let's talk about the uh ohio voting rights decision so um there was a Supreme Court decision this week um, based on some voting laws out of Ohio. Uh, the statute essentially said that um, if you didn't vote in an election or they had reason to suspect that your uh, address had changed, they would send you out a postcard. Um, and if uh, you returned the postcard or voted within the next four years in any election, your voter registration would be maintained, but that your um, or that uh, if you sent the postcard back, your your voter registration would be maintained. There was a uh, the uh, man who brought the case was a Navy veteran from Iraq. Um, and well, this was the man who was used to gain standing. It wasn't actually the the group uh, that brought the case, but that's a whole you don't you no one gives a shit about the interesting standing questions that I love. But um, they brought this after he basically what his he he didn't vote when he was overseas, and then when he came back, he didn't like Obama or Romney, so he didn't vote. And when he tried to vote again for uh, John McCain. Uh, he found out he was unregistered. 
And so they brought this suit, and um, it was the the opinion was delivered by Justice Alito, uh, who is, I mean, a middle of the road justice in my opinion because I read a lot of these, um, and I mean, very much. So I like I wanted to explain a bit about this because I have a s- small piece of expertise in this area and like I find it very interesting these kind of cases because the judicial system in the US was really crafted to be apolitical. That doesn't mean it is. That doesn't mean the questions they decide aren't incredibly political. It doesn't mean any of those things, but it was designed to absolve them of political questions. And so the opinion of this by Alito in this is very much like this is how we you have a lot of really shitty Supreme Court decisions. Um, they read the statute and there is no constitutional question. I hate conservative constitutional people because they just read. It, it's like there's just always reading into crap and originalism doesn't mean originalism. It just means I, the way I want to interpret the Constitution over you. <laughs> but. This is a statute that they interpreted, which means that next week Congress can change it. Now, does Congress have to pass something to do that? Yeah, but that doesn't mean that there is some bulwark to this being changed in this court case not meaning anything. And so they judged it just off what the statute says. And the statute does. The procedure in the statute is you mail them a postcard. That's what Congress said you had to do to conform with it. And so... I mean, like, as far as a decision to be made, there's not for a court to do something. They're really just applying the law strictly. Now, Breyer's dissent is essentially, how does it work logically that you uh, you don't you think they've moved, so you mail an address, so you mail an envelope to the address that you think they've moved from, and then they're supposed to get it and return it if they haven't. Like, what? How does that make any sense? It doesn't make any sense if you think someone's moved to send them an address, send them a post, an envelope at their old address. But anyway, so that was the the high and low of uh, the the decision. But all this means is that every voting, I mean, practically, it's going to be incredibly, you know, this is going to be used as an excuse to purge voter rolls of guess who, poor people and people of color. Absolutely. People who, like, don't even have, like, solid addresses or people like us that fucking moved every goddamn year. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, actively, like, just shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And so, like, requiring active, like, uh, updates to voter registration is just another, like, uh, barrier slash ability to suppress voters even more. And I mean, a, I, I thought it was pretty ridiculous that, you know... I, I mean, not not necessarily ridiculous that it was a five to four with most of the conservative, you know what I mean, justices trying to be like, oh, let's suppress voters um, or like, you know, but moreover that I the, in one of the NPR articles that like they even I think out of a couple of uh, out of the state of Ohio, a co- like an active arm, army sergeant that was serving in Iraq and Afghanistan that was received one of these notices and was purged from the rolls. So well, the guy I the, find the guy in the ca- the guy in the case itself, uh, Mr. Hust, and it's not Mr. Husted, that's the uh, director of elections. Uh, but the uh, gentleman, I think his name was Horman or Har- Hammerin or something like that. Uh, he said he never received one, and they're just like, "Yeah, too bad you got you got purged anyway." Well, that's the thing. Of course, <laughs> the conservative judges wanted to like 
keep that because low voter turnout always skews right. So they want to make sure and get as few people voting as possible, especially people who move a lot who aren't voting for them because they're renters or lower income. Yeah. Right. And this definitely like comes out of the like mythos from the right that is like, oh, we have so many like fake voters that, you know what I mean? That's the reason why we potentially could be losing elections or voting is such a sacred right that we have in this sort of representative democracy that's no re- not representative at all without any type of teeth or reparations to, you know, candidates following what it is they say they do on campaign promises that, you know, we have to try to bar as many um, of these fake people from voting because, you know, that's exactly what, like, people like refugees from other countries or, you know, immigrants coming into the country are definitely trying to get to the polls to influence how American (laughs) policies are affecting domestic, you know, people. Of course, it's their first fucking goal, especially ISIS. I I, I don't know what they've been doing, but we haven't heard from them. I think they're trying. They're voting. They're all millions of them voting in our elections. They've changed their tactic. (laughs) so We're going to get raided by the FBI. (laughs) Oh, I know. And... So I, I, I what, what was even a little bit more disturbing was that like people are like people, especially like jackasses from the fucking Heritage Foundation and other like right wing think tanks are like, oh, all other, oh yeah, no, all other fucking states should use this as a model, and everybody should. Uh, the long term effects of this will be uh, to allow states to undertake reasonable steps to clean up their voter rolls. Yeah, clean up. <laughs> of people you yeah, you don't who disagree with there. <laughs> Hello, Jesus fuck! You gotta solve a scavenger hunt to find your voter registration. No, card. no, you don't have to do any of that. You guys are blowing this way, way, way out of proportion. First of all, all you have to do is go to 52 USC section 2051 B subsection A4 and read B C D, <laughs> and that is gonna tell you exactly what's what procedures are prescribed for them being able to uh, revoke your voting privileges, okay? They either need uh, confirmation in writing that you've moved or the failure to return a pre-adjust postage pay-paid return card, okay? Guys? And then I can finally vote for Ross Perot. You mean, you (laughs) meant to say Joe Exotic. (laughs) Joe Exotic, yes. Ah. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I just... The Supreme Court, like, y- y'all... I, I, For some reason, I had this, like... I re, like just 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 an intuitive reasoning that oh they're kind of like the last bulwark to a bunch of bullshit from the legislation of literally turning this into whatever post apocalypse like you know like uh, uh, just dystopian I mean I, whatever it's it's it's, a, it's the United States like I don't understand has, has have we always been in this amount of parody like forever and we just haven't like been able to recognize it because we're Neil stupid? Gorsuch is on the court ah uh, that's true. <laughs> Like, if you want an example of that, like, I have to read these opinions for, like, school and my job and shit, and, like, I just, every time I see Gorsuch's name at the bottom, I'm just like, Mitch McConnell, you dirty <laughs> piece of shit. My entire life is going to be marked by me just being like, God damn it, Mitch he McConnell. He was appointed by a turtle. <laughs> yeah, what do turtles know about law? They're forever, you know? Yeah, <laughs> lifetime. Those lifetime appointments are... Brutal. <laughs> yeah. And like, oh man, it it is a complex question 
how how they should and like that is like I when you act, the wrestling with that question of how courts should be structured is very complex. But at the same time, at least we know how it shouldn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Which is basically how it is working. But, I mean, yeah, I I, I really – and the thing that sucks is that, like, I mean, the whole idea behind states' rights is that the Fed passes a ceiling and the states are allowed to put the floor wherever they want it. And so they can put it right up to the ceiling. And so, yeah, they can do exactly this. They can do the bare minimum. And the second they are federally eligible to be purged from a voter roll, they can. And that's a that's a Congress problem at the end of the day, because guess what? If Ohio could, they'd put a poll tax back in place and have literacy <laughs> tests. Oh, you fucking yeah. know they would. They have rivers but, on fire. Do you not think that they... That's fucking metal. (laughs) You don't need anybody voting. That's holy shit. But, I mean, like, that's not even a joke. That's just a fact. And, like, it's terrifying to think that Mitch McConnell and, well, up until this point, Paul Ryan (laughs) were what what was, like, holding that from happening. I was trying to see uh, when, let me see if I can see real fast, when the NVRA was put into law. 93. So is that Bush... Was that was that Bush or Clinton? That would be uh, Bush one, I think, right? Bush one. Yeah, May twentieth, ninety three. Was he yeah, by ninety two? Yeah, it must have been ninety. Oh. Yeah, ninety two, ninety six, two thousand, because of uh, George Bush. I, I remember when All that right. happened. The good old W. <laughs> that was that was another Supreme Court decision. <laughs> who yeah, was, who yeah. do we want to win the presidential uh, election? Can we <laughs> replace Supreme Court cases with trial by combat? Oh my god, you <laughs> you don't understand how like prepared I am for that inevitability. Uh uh well, anyway, um, see, I just think uh, Ohio wants to replace all like vol- like voting polls with you know nothing and just have John Kasich be the forever <laughs> ruler of Ohio because who else could rule Ohio? But but like that's even like an additional part of this is that like if there wasn't a Fed, yeah, would Oklahoma have a king right now? Yes. <laughs> would Nevada be seven hundred and eighty individual districts constantly at war, tribal war with each other? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Would North Dakota and South Dakota be sacred places held by Native Americans? Yes. <laughs> but instead, we live in Looney Tuneville and everything's a nightmare. Oh, my God. So we live in vote for Joe Oklahoma. Exotic, King of Oklahoma. Please vote for <laughs> Joe Exotic, King of Oklahoma. We, 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 we specifically talked about how we're not endorsing any candidates. <laughs> Except for Joe Exotic. I he endorse Joe well, Exotic's that, Tigers for, for, for Prince and Princeps of uh, Oklahoma. <laughs> I nominate the pack of stray cats in my alley to be labor commissioner as well. <laughs> anyway, uh, somebody want to tell me about the uh, continuing uh, robber baron uh, return to feudalism <laughs> that is us all being owned by corporations? Yeah, no, I, I love I love what's going on here. And so, uh, basically, uh, a, last week, ta- time war- it was announced 
uh, by a court decision, the Time Warner and AT&T are uh, allowed to merge after um, the judge struck down an injunction by the federal government to uh, basically to say, hey, you're not allowed to do that on the grounds of antitrust laws. Um, this is something that Donald Trump ran on in his 2016 campaign that he wasn't going to let this shit happen. Um, Lol. And it's the, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. right, but... It's, it's the first attempt at, at the government attacking what's known as a vertical merger, um, where one company that produces content and one that distributes it merge together. Um, it was ruled in favor, basically, of, uh, of, of Time Warner and AT&T on the grounds of maintaining competition against Silicon Valley companies like Google, Netflix, Apple, in order for them to, uh, for some reason, they can't just be business partners and need to be one company to more effectively deliver all of this media. One of the positives I say out of this story is they did say they're going to dump shitloads more money into HBO for it to be able to compete with like Hulu and Netflix and shit. And I was like, I'm fine with that. But, <laughs> but... Here's, here's sort of a condensed uh, l little summary uh, of, of how the court proceedings went, because um, it also was a very long document that I spent a little bit of time reading. Aren't um, they fun? And, Aren't they enjoyable oh, and easy to read? Uh, firstly, um, it's Judge Leon. Okay. It's his name. Um, what? And do you know Do you know what um, district it, or where, where it was? Oh, I, I can look. No, I you're cool. You're cool. You're cool. I think it's on the NPR. Uh, the the full document is on the NPR um, thing that I posted. Uh, oh, it's the District of Columbia. It's DC. Oh, okay. It's DC courts. Dumb. Just DC courts. Um, but uh, basically, first, Judge Leon says that Netflix and Hulu and Google and Facebook are major competitors to AT&T and Time Warner, but both the government and the judge fail to note that all of them depend heavily on open access to AT&T's network to reach consumers. Secondly, then the government's own expert witness, baffingly... Uh, bafflingly, I can't say words, cuts down his side's argument repeatedly, claiming the merger will save AT&T's customers hundreds of millions of dollars. So, thank you, government witness. Uh, the government does not argue that AT&T uh, preloading its own services and content onto phones and prioritizing their traffic outside of data caps will create an unfair advantage over Netflix. In fact, what? Netflix is never substantively mentioned again after the introductory section, um, which is a great way to go about this. Uh, then the judge does not understand that HBO Now and Netflix are both accessed by consumers in the exact same ways, which is hilarious that this like 60-year-old judge just understands nothing about the internet. Um, yeah, nor... that's, that's how these cases always go. It's always like, you know, testifying in front of Congress or these court cases. It's someone who has no knowledge of like how the internet works. Right, and uh, Judge Leon then quotes Randall Stevenson calling this a vision deal twice. Um, AT&T points Did out... Did he get that from the secret? <laughs> <laughs> uh, AT&T points out correctly that it wants to see more people use more data generally, so it's fine with other video services. You know, of course it is. Yeah, <laughs> but the government never makes the argument that AT&T will use its network to prioritize Time Warner content and services over competitors. Uh, the judge doesn't figure this out, so the government loses. Basically, that's the entire summary of the case. It was a good run, um, but the antitrust lawyers did an absolutely terrible job and, like, didn't bring up any of the effective reasons that this could, like, is, like, effectively, like, needs to be a hallmark in preventing these types of vertical mergers, right? Like, you could, it could have played a major part in hedging antitrust decisions um, against these types of, like, monolithic corporations. Um, it especially, this comes in the wake of, like, a bunch of... Uh, like of the of the like net neutrality like like repeals and other um, just uh, uh, fucking edgy pie goddamn piece of shit. Uh, the, <laughs> the, 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 the FCC just the, the FCC just doesn't give a shit anymore. Well, so, why would they? 
were just like the antitrust lawyers they hire are literally garbage. Um, the judges don't understand what technology is and probably still use VCRs. Um, the FCC don't like is like we're not the FCC. We want to go and do other things, which they still haven't even told us what they're doing. Um, so we're just gonna like let all of the. I mean, this this could open the door for like a, a number of other companies to uh, access these similar types of vertical mergers. Um, and you know, just allow us to create. I think uh, who was it? Um, uh, I, made a i think it was the who is fighting over it? i think disney and somebody else are fighting over oh, like fox 21 oh, comcast, oh, yes. fox. comcast comcast, comcast have, dropped a mofkin 65 billion dollar cash offer on 21st century fox pallets yeah. a hundos we don't know yeah, that's they, dj Khaled money bruh <laughs> yeah, they're trying to trying to keys to the because the keys to success is sixty five billion dollars in cash. Okay, and major key. The, That's a major key right there. Right, and I like just where this is going to go in terms of like predictive elements for um, uh, how we're just going to continue to conglomerate all of this wealth under um, single umbrella corporations yeah, is going to be four companies. It's going to be only four companies in the whole country and. It'll be so easy, you know? Well, a lot have... of these... Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I mean, a lot of these decisions were also predicated against, like... A lot of antitrust decisions, rather, are predicated against things called horizontal mergers, which are, you know what I mean, trying to generate a monopoly predicated upon a single... Right, right. Like, that's why they denied the uh, Office Depot and Staples merger, right? They were like, oh, well, you don't just want only one place that you can go get fucking Post-it notes. That was literally one of the <laughs> one of the lawyers' arguments, and that's why they won. Was like, yeah, um, this is what antitrust means. Hi, um, but with these vertical mergers, this is really the first time that the federal government has ever tried to um, stop these particular things, and them doing such a poor job just kind of uh, puts us in the shitter because now everybody gets to look at this dumbass fucking Judge Leon's decision and be like, oh, look, vertical mergers are fine, um, especially when we don't take into account at all how like the, the specific contexts of what need to be evaluated in court cases. <laughs> Hopefully others can do better jobs in arguing, but I think it's going to mostly be more of an uphill battle. Like, it's, it, this is a significant barrier in, in, in antitrust legislation with these vertical mergers now, so yay. So for all of our listeners, if you notice any problems with streaming, it's because AT&T is trying to promote their own left-wing Oklahoma political podcast over ours. Exactly. <laughs> limiting our bandwidth. Okay, don't – I'm going to – okay, I made a joke about us being raided by the FBI earlier, and that's like a funny haha kind of thing. But let me be very clear. We have no beef with the corporations, okay? Yeah, it's, they they're, they're will orange, they're actually, orange bars. Yeah, they orange will, bars over Oklahoma, okay? That's what yeah, they are. They will come for us. Don't listen to it. Do not listen. No matter how many intrusive ads they throw at you. Well, do we want to move on to Oklahoma news for the week? Uh, I'll keep talking. That's fine. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. In Oklahoma news, we basically had our. Uh, I will, will it come out? This is coming out in tandem with the. Um, no. Governor. This will okay, come so, out tomorrow, and the other one will come out in a week. Right. We have a uh, special coming for y'all, I guess, uh, with the governor's race. So we're only doing a single Oklahoma story for you today, and it's something that's pretty important. Um, state question seven eighty eight. Uh, marijuana. Yay. Um, so, uh, this so is how do you feel about kind that, of, 
<laughs> I mean, I not admitting to anything. <laughs> no, but but um, state question seven eighty eight follows a number of different um, approaches to getting medical marijuana. Uh, sort of past that. Uh, well, I guess that uh, it follows a model that other states have used in order to uh, kind of appeal to the people rather than go through the legislature. I think it was only Vermont that has passed something similar within the legislature, whereas everything else uh, for the majority, at least for recreational marijuana, for everything else for the majority of medical marijuana has gone through state questions in order to get enacted by a vote for the people. So that's kind of what we're doing here on June 22nd um, for the primary races. Uh, a lot of people suspect it was put at on June 26 to uh, for the similar uh, like in a similar manner that that got kind of Brad Henry elected. Um, moreover, that they don't pe- think people will show up to the polls uh, to vote on the state question. Thus, they think that they can have more turnout of Republican primaries and think that this won't pass. Now, the basics of state question 788: uh, one, it would legalize uh, marijuana or cannabis for medical purposes. Uh, adult Oklahomans would need to receive a prescription from a state board certified position. Uh, there are more stringent requirements for someone under 18 who wants to get a license, but there are no specific qualifying medical conditions to receive a license, which would cost $100 and last for two years. Now, this is extremely significant, um, and I'm trying. To, and uh, what, something we want to do. Here here uh, is also try to give at, like on Red Star of Oklahoma is to give you sort of a clear picture of exactly what this sa- uh, of, of what the state question says and dispel a lot of the propaganda surrounding it. Right. So, um, no. if se- so, yeah, I mean, fuck it. Um, if 788 passes, the, the state health department would create a regulatory office funded by marijuana sales tax. Commercial marijuana growers, processors, and dispensaries would be licensed by the government as well. And only Oklahoma residents could be licensed to grow, process, or dispense marijuana. Individuals who receive a marijuana, mar- uh, medical marijuana license would be allowed to consume marijuana and carry up to three ounces at a time, own six mature and six seedling marijuana plants, own one ounce of concentrated marijuana, 72 ounces of edible marijuana, goddamn, and eight, <laughs> and eight ounces of marijuana. So, um, basically, with with the tax revenue, the state would enact a 7% tax on marijuana sales, which would finance the previously mentioned regulatory office and then be sent to the General Fund for Education and the state health departments for drug and alcohol rehabilitation. License to grow, process, or sell marijuana would cost $2,500. Now, since state question 78 is not a constitutional measure, it could be amended by the legislature, and if passed, it could trigger another special session, which we love here. Don't we? Yes. Uh, oh my fucking god! Currently, there are 30 states that have legalized marijuana in some form, although the restrictions vary widely. Three of those states—Colorado, Arkansas, and New Mexico—border Oklahoma already. And um, another important point um, is that, impl- like, uh, when it comes to employers, employers and landlords would not be able to take action against an employee or resident due to their medical marijuana license unless the employer or landlord would Im- imminently lose a monetary or licensing benefit under federal law, which is actually pretty specific and uh, a pretty big protection protection for people who like that. It- it's a pretty big protection for uh, uh, for people who who have these types of licenses, right? Uh, marijuana use or storage at one's place of work would be prohibited. Cities couldn't change zoning laws to restrict dispensaries from certain locations, although they wouldn't be allowed within a thousand feet of a school to respect particular laws that are already in place, right? So these are pretty general requirements, and it's kind of expected that a sort of uh, go- a, 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 a hundreds of pieces of gov- like pages of governing legislation come um, for in, in, to help regulate um, these types of industries, obviously, especially when it comes to the state, uh, the, the health department that is going to be setting up this independent uh, regulatory agency for it, right? And uh, one of the biggest 
I, I guess, hallmarks or milestones of this state question in and of itself is that there uh, is no, like, specifically the no specific qualifying medical condition um, clause and language that is used because in it from state to state across the board throughout the United States uh, there are uh, there is not a standardized list of medical conditions that you can use for medical marijuana it's it's considered on a state-by-state basis and if this were passed in Oklahoma this would leave it up to physicians and providers to be able to determine uh, whether or not or like what those conditions are that um, could 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 basically give this like uh, that, that they could distribute this license with um, so I think that's pretty significant. What do you, I mean? Yeah, definitely. Uh, one thing that I've seen, I think it was Illinois, uh, recently has embraced medical marijuana as a, uh, remedy for opium addiction, um, which I think would certainly be incredibly beneficial here in Oklahoma, where we also have, of course, plenty of issues with opioid dependency. Um, as well as like the tax money going to the schools, like there is a lot of benefits coming out of this that would fix some of the like most uh you know impending crises our state's facing mainly education and opium addiction uh you mean yeah you mean like every like not being able to fund anything at all i mean i definitely agree and you, you constantly see all these news sources uh, especially on social media coming around and being like oh we've earned millions and millions of dollars on marijuana taxes or oh colorado earns so fucking much on recreational marijuana that it literally gave some of the tax money back to the citizens, which I thought was ludicrous, um, because they God, just had so much check from the government. Oh my yeah, god! What, what better way to get Oklahomans on board than to say, "Hey, you'll get tax money back from the government, oh. less taxes." How about that, folks? <laughs> oh yeah, I and like so. I'm gonna I'm gonna do two more things. One is gonna be the propaganda surrounding this this bit right here, um, which there's plenty. I I'm I'm excited for it, uh, and there's uh, some some of the uh, legal implications uh, when it comes to maybe the federal at the federal level versus the state level, um, as well as uh, our, our our favorite opponents to this, which there there are many. Um, so firstly, uh, with some of the propaganda surrounding it. Um, one of the major points, um, which I think is probably the most credible one, um, is, and it's not saying much, but um, they say it's not for medical marijuana. It's an unworkable framework that tasks an overburdened, investigation-ridden, and chronically mismanaged Department of Health to engage in a huge undertaking in just 60 days to essentially implement a California-style process in Oklahoma, right? And obviously, we've already covered uh the Department of Health and how that's been mismanaged on a previous episode, but in terms of the 60-day window to get this implemented is going to be like people running around with their heads cut off to try to get this shit done. You know what I'm saying? And especially uh, legislators already attempted in both in both set, uh, in both houses like both um, houses to try to get legislation passed ahead of this bill in order to kind of get in front of it because of the impending. Um, Success, I think that they're going to have because like a lot of polling has overwhelmingly it's going to it's going to pass. I think like anywhere between fifty-seven and sixty-five percent of the votes across the board. So that's kind of the only real concern that it seems. I mean, they go on to talk about like uh, state question seventy eighty-eight is written provides no way to stop someone from lighting up in a hotel room at Chesapeake Arena or at McDonald's next to your family. It treats marijuana like medicine and protects its <laughs> usage. I mean, it's like, nothing's. People don't do that with cigarettes. They're not going to do it with marijuana. I mean, there's there's no that. 
any business yeah. will kick you out immediately. <laughs> right. Well, and there's the Supreme super... Court doesn't protect their rights. They let those. They <laughs> almost let those two gay men force that other man to make them a cake. <laughs> they go bring that marrow, that devil lettuce up near my children. They're gonna but, be forced to make some gay wedding brownies. Oh, <laughs> Yummy. Um, but I mean, in all real, like in, in in all reality, like the legislature could just as easily pass. Like they passed a fucking measure to not allow us to smoke cigarettes on college campuses. Do you understand <laughs> how quickly they're going to be like, yeah, no pot in public places? Okay. And not to mention that the majority of the ways in which people inge- like ingest medical marijuana is like seventy percent of it is like through like oral means. It's not even through smoking. So. It's, you know, you're eating, actually, actually eating edibles, like, or you're taking, like, CBD pills or CBD oil, you know what I mean? Those types of things. You can't, you can't actually smoke those types of, like, especially for ones that help, like, infants or other people with, like, chronic seizures, those types of things, so... Next, next one, uh, state question 788 appears to create a special class of employee and would likely eliminate the ability of an Oklahoma company to have a drug-free workplace. It should be up to the employer's discretion to fire someone if they are a high and unable to do their job, not let unelected government bureaucrats decide the hiring and firing for small businesses. Yeah. Got to protect Free those small businesses. Free market. That's what I'm saying. I mean, there's nothing – like, it's at-will employment. There's still nothing to stop. I mean, if you show up to work high, no matter what, they can still fire you. I mean, this the old like employers are still permitted to drug test employees pursuant to state and federal law and terminate employees for possession of illegal drugs on company property. Like it's just like true. Like the law is currently the law is black and white. If an employee fails a drug test for any reason, the employee is subject to immediate termination. Like under state question 788, I mean, the only provision that you get is the analysis can't end there because the state question 788 protects employees that have a valid medical marijuana license from discrimination. And this is only for hiring practices. It has nothing to do with the workplace. But you know them Christians, and the, well, we'll get to them in a minute. Um, <laughs> but the employer is still permitted to terminate an employee that's impaired at work, regardless of whether the employee has a medical marijuana license or not. And the use of a medical marijuana is not currently protected under the American with Disabilities Act. Feds still consider it illegal. Well, it should be. I don't know. I mean, yeah, right. Um, and so two more. We got two more propaganda points. Sorry to drag you all through this so much. Uh, there are no medical conditions that require in, that are required in order to get a license. Able to articulate medical need is enough for any 18-year-old or older Oklahoman to get a license for two years and could open the door to violent <laughs> offenders and gang members getting licenses. Oh, Which is different than um, uh, Oxycontin being sold out of crack houses by people with online degrees. <laughs> it's crucially Com- different. Parker, it's completely Parker, different. Parker, listen, I know you're being sarcastic right now, and I just don't appreciate it in our serious, <laughs> complex news show, okay? I'm trying to get an interview with Tommy Lauren, all right? It's not a joke. It's a well, serious endeavor, and I'm going to do it. Is it going to be in your it. car or her car? I, I don't know. Well, we're both living in our cars, aren't we? What else are we going to talk about? I really hope she has a hot plate because I'm out of sterno. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine what our state will turn into if gang members can get a hold of marijuana. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's a uh, terrifying or, thought, you know. <laughs> or if violent offenders get a hold of some pot, I yeah. mean, they might become more violent. We've seen Reaper Madness. That's true. We've thrown themselves out of windows. It'll be chaos. 
Yeah, raping dogs women, will be marrying cats. Cats will be <laughs> marrying dogs. <laughs> oh my god! So, in all actuality, um, it actually is like the the language is really really loose here. Um, in that it would allow any Oklahoma board certified physician to be able to prescribe this type of licenses, which does include like optometrists, podiatrists, like you know, uh, it, like any specialist in particular could prescribe these types of medications. Um, uh, even. Uh, for some reason, veterinarians, which might be the question mark there, but I mean, I, I, I like, I, I still like fail to see. No, kitty's like, just sleepy. No, ki- ki- kitty's tired. That's what happened. <laughs> if, no, you gotta listen to me. The kitty is very sleepy. If you it's gonna want to listen to Pink to Floyd. Veteran. Do you have any Arizona fruit punch you can put in a bowl? <laughs> no, that's if for me. Take- I got a sore throat. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you take your dog to a veterinarian and they're like their 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 treatment is blowing weed smoke in your dog's ears (laughs) to get them high i don't know if i would i I don't know what rating i'd give them on yelp (laughs) 69 yeah exactly but it, it, in all actuality, I think like a, a lot of like really ridiculously discriminatory rhetoric is like being used here um, because they like in other states the um, like the, the only diagnostic is able to be done by like D- MOs and DOs like 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 literally primary care physicians you know what I mean that should have like you, you can't go to a particular like neurologist specialist right you can't go to um, like maybe uh, a, a specialist for your back or like you know a, a podiatrist like it, you can't go like osteopath like osteopaths you can't go anywhere and they're not allowed to prescribe you like especially for specific medical needs so I think that that being tied in to um, allowing the phys- like particular physicians to like without having these types of medical restrictions on here is actually a really good thing. So well, and I, I think I mean I think it, I mean you know talk about the dog whistle already earlier this episode, but I mean I think in, there's another point of that that is that all that mem- rhetoric of you know oh well you know uh, we shouldn't let gang members or violent offenders get mar- easy access to marijuana. Except these are the same people who read Time and Newsweek and read stories about white dudes in Colorado making millions of dollars off of medical or recreational marijuana. They're like, oh, entrepreneurs, they're the they're the way of the future. What they really just mean is that, well, if, if we don't decriminalize it at, at any level, marijuana, we will not have as easy of a time arresting brown people. Of course, oh, yeah. It's, that's just one less thing that they can, you know harass people for well we'll, we'll we'll get we'll get to the the <laughs> opponents to it they're definitely the fucking piggy pigs are in there um so last 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 piece of propaganda which might might be my favorite um state question 788 is not medical marijuana and allows a person to carry more than 80 joints and will essentially keep law enforcement from being able to charge anyone with intent to distribute marijuana as is the case in Colorado and what is starting to be uncovered in California, the legalization of recreational marijuana will lead to an increase in hard drugs being bought in by cartels and gangs such as MS-13. <laughs> Which is hilarious because, like, MS-13 isn't in Oklahoma. The Irish mob is really, really <laughs> bad. The Irish mob yeah. is all over Tulsa and they kill people all the fucking time and they are very scary and they are real. <laughs> uh, it's not MS-13. Um, it's not really the cartel. They don't make that much money in pot. Adam, the Irish mob is entrepreneurs. 
<laughs> oh, I forgot. <laughs> I, I did actually forget. Yeah, that's that's my bad, everybody. Uh, we'll we'll do that on a second. Well, I'll, I'll that's my fault. Right, right. And so, um, moving on to opponents of this legislation, which we will are it's going to be pretty blatantly obvious. Um, so, actually, in the past week, they spent four hundred and fifty-three thousand dollars for advertising to combat the medical medical cannabis ballot measure. Like, not only are they super duper late to the party in trying to like get enough signatures to be able to combat this, which I find fucking hilarious. They're dumping fucking money into trying to get this to not happen. Like, firstly, uh, and I mean, I've seen a lot of like um, law, like uh, heads of law enforcement of small towns. Right, writing these like Facebook posts, right? Like that, that they're like, I've read the measure. Police officers love writing Facebook posts. Oh my god! And ever <laughs> it's and like their yeah, favorite. No, like I want to include Facebook posts. I don't know. I I want to include as my pick of the week if I could. I probably can't. <laughs> But as a couple of these Facebook posts where these, like, law enforcement officials are, like, writing these, like, ridiculously ludicrous reasons as to why to, like, vote no to state question 788, and then everyone is going and just shit, shit posting all over their posts. And it is just the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen because everybody knows they're full of shit. And, I mean, who would have guessed that law enforcement would be against this, right? Um, they definitely want the ability to be able to, like, you know, stop you, to be able to, you know, uh, uh, kill black people and arrest more minorities, you know, keep filling up our private prison, like, you know, obvious, obvious, I mean, you know, sky control. is They're just blue. like, oh, everyone's coming from Colorado bringing weed in. They're just like, we can't stop them anymore if we're yeah, got you medical have, like, license here. Especially, yeah, it's a big, a big hedge to probable cause and bullshit like that, but uh, our favorite senator, James Langford, oh, does he <laughs> hate the Does he hate the marijuana? Oh my lord. He hit quote this state question is being sold to Oklahomans as a compassionate medical marijuana bill but outside groups that actually want to access recreational marijuana. Lankford said in a press release, most of us have seen firsthand the damage done to families and our communities from recreational marijuana use. Yep. So, Lankford I mean, he basically just goes on to talk about uh, a predicted that Oklahomans will be more drug addicted and distracted if state question 788 passes. No one will convince me that our families will be better if only more parents and grandparents smoke more marijuana. Okay, every single visit with my grandparents would be way better if they smoked <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was saying, is that my parents are two people who have never smoked a joint in their life, and god fucking damn, could they use it to relax a little fucking bit. But I, it's absolutely ridiculous. And then you also have the religious right who just – the outrageous things that they say really – I, I kind of just wanted to put a piece together for the uh, conservative you know what I mean, reading list of just quotes from um, Christian pastors but, and just read them again and again. But I, I, didn't, I only pulled the best one. And that was the key thing is that it's not medical. This is something that's hiding behind that terminology – uh, parentheses Satan in all caps <laughs> close parentheses to bring recreational marijuana to Oklahoma and from a spiritual standpoint none of us can sustain the sound minds and healthy bodies God desires us to have when we place ourselves under the controlling influence of something other than the Holy Spirit <laughs> I love it well That's you know great. that'll happen <laughs> fucking love it anywho we can 
that's all I've got for you. But vote yes on question 788, please. It definitely will help a whole lot of people in the state who actually who absolutely need it. Um, and you know, why like it, more more so than just medically, but hopefully allow you know uh, some sort of hedging against the types of stupid fucking policing over policing that we have in the state. So yeah, and hopefully it will lead to like momentum to decriminalization measures. So yay. Why, amen. All right, so for our conservative reading list for the week, we are going to continue uh, our did, discussion of state question 788. Yeah? I did find one called Legal Rights for Chimpanzees, question mark, from the Tulsa <laughs> Beacon, but we can go ahead with that one. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. I know it's either talking about a zoo or, or NFL players, and it's just really bad either way. <laughs> Anyway, this is uh, from our good friends at the Oklahoma Editorial Board. So I'm just going to read through this and uh, let my boys over there uh, enjoy the no spelling mistakes. This one's not going to have any spelling mistakes, guys. There's going to be no run on sentences. There's going to be no missing commas. They're going to have every. There's not going to be any random capitalization. Oh, wait. It's not going to happen that way. Uh, all right, so let's get started. <clears throat> Supporters of medical marijuana say it's a wonder drug that ameliorates or cures numerous afflictions. Thanks for explaining that word. <laughs> the, well, I love okay, the they they put the they typed the word cure in, and they were like, "That looks horrible," and so they <laughs> threw it into the thesaurus, and they were like, <laughs> "Ameliorate." That's an amazing word. It I'm going to use that. It ameliorates a plethora of But then when they... That's more than one or two syllables. What the fuck? <laughs> but then when they put it in their Word document, they looked at it and they were like, no one's going to know what ameliorate means. <laughs> so they just <laughs> added their original word back. A report cited by some backers of legalization in Oklahoma paints a less glowing picture of marijuana's potential medical uses. Those promoting state question 788, which would legalize medical marijuana, often point to the quote unquote, the health effects of cannabis and cannabinoids, in quote, a 2017 report issued by the National Academics of Sciences Engineering Medicine, which reviewed more than 10,700 research abstracts to determine what, if any, medical benefit has been demonstrated from marijuana. Pause. Whoa, 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 whoa. I love that they're totally discrediting their own argument by being like, look at this study that was thoroughly researched through 11,000 cases. They're full of shit. It was so thoroughly researched, but they're dumbasses anyway. Oh my god, keep going. The report reveals research has found only a handful of instances where there is conclusive or subst Oh no, it's the other way. They were bolstering their argument because this is going to say that it's those promote okay the, the the report reveals research has found only a handful of instances where there is conclusive or substantial evidence marijuana provides medical benefit these so include not, treatment no. of chronic pain so in adults no treatment of chemotherapy chemotherapy induced nausea and vomiting and reduction of multiple sclerosis spacity symptoms there is moderate evidence marijuana benefits those with sleeping disorders i also like i mean like uh, this is bullshit anyway. Whatever. They're just pulling out the part of this research article that is, like, controversial to them and, like, isolating it so that they can't have all of the other 10,000 <laughs> research articles that are, like, helpful. <laughs> but, like, conclusive or substantial and moderate, like, someone's just 
they're just making this up. They're just labeling yeah, it as whatever. You can find whatever. like any conclusion and tangentially make it support your argument. It's like the volume of studies that say one thing or another that's a lot more important. Past that point, there's not much research indicating undeniable benefit, and the report reveals research. Sh- the report reveals research shows <laughs> marijuana is not a treatment for dementia glaucoma or reducing depressive symptoms in people with chronic pain or multiple sclerosis and it finds there is so fucking specific (laughs) well not only is it it super specific well nothing does but don't you don't you i mean you guys have heard this argument well enough don't you guys both know that we're not allowed to study marijuana very easily like we've only had these research studies for like the last 10 years that's not a basis for study do you know like the first 10 years that we had that there was aids on this planet we literally thought the whole the whole earth was going to dissolve. <laughs> but, all right, let's keep going. Um, neither has marijuana... Oh, past that point, there's not much research indicating undeniable... Oh, okay. And, and it finds there is no or insufficient evidence of marijuana benefit to those with cancer, anorexia, irritable bowel syndrome, epilepsy, spinal cord in- injury, which, okay, well, it would probably... <laughs> Huntington's disease, Parkinson's disease, and schizophrenia. Neither has marijuana been proven to help people abstain from other addictive substances. (laughs) So, this guy hurt his spine. Let's see if giving him weed helped. Bro, hit this joint. Hell yeah, I broke my spine. Time to roll up a fat blunt. (laughs) Be cured. Yeah. Then I'm better. <laughs> I, but still, I mean, Huntington's disease, Parkinson's disease. I don't see, uh, like, I don't see how. Like, firstly, with how well researched in uh, the reader base of the Oklahoma editorial board's articles are, I, I, they're just spewing all of these medical diseases, which I guarantee you, either all of their readership has to Google. Or like doesn't have the critical like, like why, how cannabinoids would interact with all never mind I'm I'm looking way too far into this it's the Oklahoma editorial board goddamn I mean that is my like litmus test for anything that should be illegal is does it cure dementia and Huntington's disease and if it doesn't shouldn't be legal <laughs> put simply to the degree valid medical research exists on marijuana it is found only limited disease specific benefits. But the National Academies further undermine State Question 788 because in those instances where medical benefit has been identified, it rarely involves smoking the plant. Instead, the treatments have shown premises are often oral, oral cannabinoids. In Oklahoma, cannabid oil, cannabid oil, oh my god, cannabid oil, CBD oil that does not contain THC. I'm not saying tetrahydrocannabinol. The main psychoactive ingredient in marijuana is already legal. So why do we need it? Yet, a key plank of State Question 788 is that people with medical marijuana license will be allowed to possess six mature marijuana plants and six seedling plants. Are we to believe people plan to pursue at-home manufacturing processes to transform the plant into liquid form? Or should we just assume they plan to smoke a joint? God damn right. How can we trust these fuckers to make their own medicine? Where's Big Pharma? Yeah, these are the same guys who yell, oh, nanny state, nanny state, every time anyone says anything about, like, getting, like, a home loan. 
<laughs> the National Academies report also notes that there is significant lack of information on the health implications of cannabis use, which is a significant public health concern for vulnerable populations such as pregnant women and adolescents. Unlike other substances whose use may confer risks, such as alcohol or tobacco, no accepted standards exist to help guide individuals as they make choices regarding the issues of if, when, where, and how to use cannabis safely and in regard to therapeutic uses effectively. I mean, they will once it's like available. That's the this point. Is the same, this is the it same. This is the same thing as like, uh, well, did you know that if marijuana is legal, uh, then homeless people will be able to get into your car while you were driving and light a <laughs> light an entire bong on fire and then and then pour out all the water and leave it in your car. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, another thing is that like they act like there's like. There's 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 a lack of information on you know uh, like, like there's there's no there's no accepted standards exist to help guide individuals like as if when you open a fucking place like like a, a dispensary you can't make a fucking pamphlet or like a fucking <laughs> use guide on hey here's how you do this safely don't fuck yourself up they just like they give you a doggy bag with question marks all over it and they're like here's your drugs <laughs> and just see what happens with how out of touch these motherfuckers are i i bet you they think that like when you it's gonna be like a maze just like a, um, every dispensary when they walk in is just going to be three doors right all unlabeled that when you walk in there's going to be the most convoluted like bong or like you know just fucking a uh, dab at rig you know what i'm saying <laughs> or something that like you're just gonna get all of these ridiculous like power tools that you have to use in order to to, to to light and you're not allowed to leave unless you can figure out how to take a hit of marijuana it's just the scene in training day where he hands him the pipe and he's like Ooh, I didn't know you like to get wet <laughs> I was picturing more of like a jigsaw funhouse of just weird contraptions to force you to smoke weed but that was just me the National Academy, oh, these ca those are major caveats that should raise red flags. All right, here's the uh, ultimate paragraph. Like many doctors, which assumes that they are doctors, we don't doubt doctors there may be <laughs> there may be medical valid medical applications derived from a marijuana plant. But the degree state question 788 advances those treatments. Don't start a uh, sentence with a conjunction, but <laughs> let's not even get into it. It does so only incidentally and without concern for preventing the negative consequences of widespread uncontrolled use of the drug. That sentence is a nightmare. I'm not even going to tell you all what's wrong with <laughs> they, it. It's, they, it's, they didn't even outline any of those things. They were just like, there's no medical benefits. And then they were like, there's all of these negative consequences widespread. <laughs> For those serious about valid u medical use of marijuana, state question 788 isn't the answer. <laughs> and that's the end. It's a great one. <laughs> that's just where they leave it? That's yeah, that's it. They don't have any more because they're wrong. And they, 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 they found the three helpful quotes that Fox News regurgitated <laughs> earlier in the day from that. And, and now they're terrified because they are just... Yeah, they... It desperately just holding it some together. Stats at you and then said, "Don't vote for it because I said so." Because <laughs> of these decontextualized statistics that don't really say what we're trying to do. Well, I love that. yeah, 
it's it's uh, that's that that was I thought that was a good way to round out the uh, the uh, end of that uh, little discussion. But anyway, on to socialist events for the week. Uh, on Thursday, June twenty first, the Solidarity Through Food Kitchen and Temperance League are teaming up for some homelessness outreach. You can message uh, STUF or us to get in contact about helping out. They're always looking for volunteers. Additionally, uh, STUF uh, needs donations of reusable water bottles. On Friday, June 22nd, the new Sanctuary Network of Tulsa is having its weekly protest, but they're now focusing on the separation of families at the border. As always, it's from... Noon to 12.20, we've got a link to talking points from MS NSNT on the Reddit post. On Saturday, June 23rd and Sunday, June 24th, Red Dirt Defense will be tabling at OKC Pride. They'll also be marching on Sunday in the parade, and throughout all, and throughout, they'll be signing up people for the free CCL classes provided by RDD, specifically for the LGBTQIA plus community. And as always, you can find us over on Twitter at RedStarOK. The subreddit is where we put up all the links to the stuff and uh, all of the information about socialist events. And you can see that at our Red Star over Oklahoma. And you can also check out links to the Oklahoma editorial board and their grammar abilities. Uh, as always, you can listen to SoundCloud and iTunes at Red Star Over Oklahoma. Our Gmail is RedStarOverOklahoma at gmail.com. And you can message us with any comments, complaints, concerns, questions, or I guess hate mail. That's fine. I'm into that. Uh, tell your friends and rate and review on iTunes, please. We'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Yep.